1: 8.13, Wednesday morning. That's the time we usually talk to former NOPD superintendent and former head of the Nashville City Police, Washington State Police, and now a professor of practice in the Department of Criminal Justice at Loyola, Ronald Surpass. Good morning, sir.
2: How are you? Tommy, I am great. I um, am always happy to talk to you, and I managed to go to a Quistapace the other day, and I'm a bigger fan than you.
1: Just I don't know there. if you could be. I bet you came uh, back with a basket full of stuff.
2: Well, I meant bigger in the sense of height, but yes, I did like it more than you.
1: (laughs) All right, smart guy. I weigh 158. What about you?
2: 258.
1: There you go. Uh, Let's talk about um, lateral transfers first. How how important is that and how much of a difference can they make and what kind of numbers are we talking about?
2: Well, to be honest with you, Tommy, by and large, across the country, the experience with lateral transfers is more aspirational than fact. Really? Um, Yeah, because you have different pension problems in some states where you can't go from one city to another without changing your pension. That's not the issue in Louisiana, thank goodness. But lateral transfers, you know, we did them in Washington, Nashville, New Orleans, and we've done them around the country. They can work. They're worth trying to do. But they generally experience they just generally don't turn out a large number. Hmm.
1: Um, what about efficacy when they do uh, get on the force? Are they like immediately able to hit the streets? Is, does it transcend one department to the other experience?
2: Some, de- uh, some departments are gonna allow them to just kinda do a policy practice update and maybe ride, ride a few weeks with an officer from the department they're going to. A city like New Orleans, however, does a lateral academy training class because of the requirements of the consent decree, if you will, because of the requirements of the NLPD's policies. It's a hit or miss around the country. Uh, it could be as little as two or three weeks. It could be as much as three or four months. Um, the bottom the bottom line here is that there's no reason not to try to recruit laterals, but as you look, you don't generally see a lot of movement in that direction that's positive. Kind of like get, a, a nice, fish,
1: nice fish if you can catch it, but yes, hard to catch.
2: Yes, exactly. And don't forget, you know, whatever department they're in, if they hear they're leaving, they'll – do whatever they can to try to entice them to stay, because everybody wants good employees. Be it WWL or the NOPD. You know, if you know a good is looking somewhere else, you will usually try to do something to stop them from going. Yep. Um, Read between the lines there. Read between the lines there.
1: I'm not going anywhere. What are you talking about?
2: What have you heard? If you if you got a no, no no, I'm sorry. I meant something different. If you've got a good employee, you usually oh oh, oh I you got you. Okay. Keep them. Yeah. Who's the one that's leaving? We didn't tell him yet. I start next Tuesday.
1: Oh well, good for you. I think he's going to run for governor one day anyway, maybe not right now. Speaking of governor, Jeff Landry's going to have his uh, press conference today, announce a new um, LSP superintendent. I think that's what he's supposed to do. What effect can the governor's office have on crime? Because uh, Governor-elect Landry's talked tough about fixing New Orleans and a crime situation, but but what exactly can he do?
2: It's In my view and experience, it would be more towards legislation, bully pulpit, and assistance when necessary or when assistance when available the state troopers are a limited resource just as much as anybody else but what happens at the state level when i was a state level chief states can often provide some infrastructure background for intelligence network analysis they can do some infrastructure background on crime lab work they can do some infrastructure background as it relates to sending in extra people for mardi gras or the rod run in the peninsula in washington state but the governor's the, you know, he's the chief executive of the entire state. He has a tremendous amount of influence across the legislative process, which is probably part of this juvenile thing you and I are going to talk about soon. Mm-hmm. And can also be the person that says, look, we need to come together as a community, as a leader, and find some solutions to some of these uh, endemic crime problems in New Orleans. So Governor Landry will not be the first governor that takes office with New Orleans or in a crime wave. You can go all the way back to Treen. You can go all the way back to Foster. This is uh, cyclical in New Orleans, and that's what makes it so sad. But to think that,
1: I don't know, what about have other governors been effective in, in changing the crime situation in New Orleans? Because I think Governor-elect Landry is painting an image of you know, a new marshal going into town and cleaning everything up, but it's not that easy, is it?
2: No, it's not. And you think all the way to the presidential level, they run campaigns based on I'm going to reduce crime. Crime is an incredibly intimate local community issue, right? You can go across Louisiana and see the difference between night and day of crime. The unfortunate reality of New Orleans is it's always been a crime issue when I was there, when when I was gone. What governors can do, though, really is marshal up political resource to, let's say, change some of these laws that are making victims feel like they're second place Yet again, when criminals come and go in and out of the system, Um, Raphael Goinechi and his crew had a very good resolution with the district attorney the other day when they found so many bail bond jumpers that they Mm -hmm. weren't taking action on. Governors can do those kinds of things. Governor Bredesen appointed a commission to look at law enforcement and crime in, in Tennessee, and I was on that board for him. And much of what we did was create recommendations that a governor could do, change legislation, Enhanced crime lab funding, enhance building crime labs. Like, for example, we built one outside. We started the process of building a crime lab outside of Memphis to make it closer to Memphis in the eastern part of Tennessee, western part of Tennessee. Those are the kind of high-level things that governors, can, I think, can be really effective in helping the local department.
1: Before, And we're going to take a break, and then we'll talk about the juvenile justice system. But you and I first spoke about drones a while back when NBC mm-hmm. did a story about the use of them in California. Now, NOPD has put out a um, – I think uh, they're soliciting public um, uh, feedback on the use of uh, uh, drones, camera-equipped drones to help officers. They talk about it being a force multiplier. Um, It's a draft policy is what it is. But is it a force policy, uh, a force
2: Wait, multiplier? Oh, I think it can be. I think it can be. (laughs) Remember, we talked about there's more than 300 departments in the country using drones. The question is to make sure that you have democratic control over its use, right? That's what satisfies some of the ACLU issues of surveillance and all those kinds of things. That's easy to deal with. What many departments will do is they'll have that drone just sitting someplace, and a call will come out for a shooting. They send the drone. The drone's probably going to get there quicker than police, and you get a bird's-eye view of what's going on on that scene before the police are getting there to give them greater intelligence. Major automobile accidents, drones can be incredibly effective at helping you clear the scene so traffic can return to normal. Drones, as a matter of just hovering over neighborhoods and cities, I'm not seeing in the research that I've done a lot of that. It's much more of it's on top of the ITM building, a call comes out of a shooting in Littlewoods, the drone goes out to Littlewoods as quick as it can and starts to capture intelligence and data. And then the final point, Tommy, remember after 911. We started seeing cities do video surveillance on the Mm. telephone poles. And you remember there was a lot of the exact same arguments we hear today. Oh, this is an infringement of our privacy. This is an infringement of surveillance. And now they're all over the place and everybody's gotten used to them and recognized that's not what they're there for. They're there to help the police give victims relief, period. That's what they're there for.
1: Take a break. We'll talk about juvenile justice system. In the 9 o'clock hour, I'm going to talk to a lady who has a daughter that is out of control, been in and out of the juvenile justice system my friend Rob Masson over at Fox 8 broke the story last night, and, and I made the connection to talk to her. She was on an ankle monitor, this, this daughter, and, and is incorrigible by all definition, and, and she wants her to be the judge to get tougher on her. We'll talk about juvenile justice in general, but we'll talk to her in the 9 o'clock hour. Right now it's time for traffic on WWL. A 26. Tommy Tucker, WWL. Quickly back to Ronald Surpass, who joins us every Wednesday morning to talk about crime in the city and the state and some ways to fix it. Chief, when it comes to juvenile crime, and I'm going to talk to a lady in the 9 o'clock hour whose daughter been in and out of the juvenile justice system. She wants the system to keep her in jail. She was out on an ankle monitor. She cut it off, took off. Um, whether it's that, whether it's the, the people that killed Linda Fricke that have been convicted, whether it's two teens in East Baton Rouge charged with first-degree murder, still on a loose, considered armed and dangerous, one of them escaped for the second time this month, um, it would seem as though the juvenile justice system in the state is not working.
2: Well, that's when we were talking about what can a governor do. This is a legislative question. The juvenile court has developed across history to help rehabilitate children, not punish children as a first course. Some children are incorrigible, like this uh, young woman is talking about. And I, I, I thank her for trying to say, look, I need help. Think about this, Tommy. Nashville is 700,000 people with one elected juvenile judge who's far more responsive as the only elected judge to the community, I would suggest to you, than the five different elected judges in Orleans Parish. That's a legislative issue that maybe someone might say, why do we need five? So break that down. Why, Why
1: is the judge in Nashville more responsive than the five we have here, and how can that be
2: fixed legislatively? Because the legislature provides for five elected judges in juvenile in Orleans, and there's no political machine in Orleans who wants to give up elected positions. In Nashville, a city of 700,000 people has always had one juvenile judge who can speak with one clear voice across what the juvenile court is going to do through their appointed magistrates and their one responsibility. These five different judges, I suspect, and have always felt, they're all getting elected on different ideas and agendas across the community, and that might be a good idea. But in New Orleans, with twice as many juveniles being killed by murder this year over last year, where you have these cases you're going to talk about at 9 o'clock, where you have the community feeling like, yes, we want to protect children, but when does the community get protected? So I'm just throwing it out there as an idea. A city nearly twice as big as New Orleans gets by with one judge and does incredibly well because that one judge sets the entire strategy for the court system as opposed to five judges setting up five courts, having their own policies in the five courts. That could be something a governor would look at and say, well, maybe we don't need five anymore.
1: So five and and the state would be the one to determine that, not Orleans Parish? Yeah.
2: No, I think uh, my my impression would be absolutely a state statutory question that would be solved by the legislature. Maybe there's a constitution question. I don't know, but it would certainly be something that could be fixed it one, would seem to be a problem one
1: judge could handle that with magistrates and it seems like what you're talking about Absolutely. is somebody would be responsible and there would be a consistent policy as opposed to now where there's a lot of authority but no real responsibility that can be pinned to anybody
2: or no real uh, or no real consistency right as the judge they're going to be accountable for the execution of the law but there's no consistency in, in, in Nashville where I was chief for seven years If there was a problem that addressed the juvenile court, you only had to go to one elected official and argue what you needed, and then they would make it happen through their appointed magistrates. In New Orleans, you got to get five different judges to agree – who have equal power among one another, it's not as efficient, I would argue, compared to other places in the country that somehow managed to get by without all these elected offices.
1: Interesting observation. Thank you, Chief. I appreciate it. It's First real uh, answer you. I've heard to this problem, Ronald Serpass, professor of practice, department of criminal justice at Loyola, former NOPD chief. we come back. We're talking to Caroline Fenton, host of Locked On LSU, about the Bayou Bengals, and we'll spend an hour with the mother of that girl had escaped ankle monitoring and the mother saying keep her in jail and apparently a problem with judge candace bates anderson again
0: t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today